From Eterno, it's With a Plum, the show about the history, culture, and happenings in the beautiful game. I'm your host, Nima, as always, co-piloting our spaceship with me, Big Raj. How you doing, man? Yes, sir. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Now we're going to return to a popular segment of ours where basically we wear a jersey or I wear a jersey or somebody wears a jersey (laughs) related to the current episode that we're recording. This week we're doing something slightly differently where Nima and I aren't necessarily wearing jerseys, but we're wearing t-shirts that we made at Eterno. This is relevant, bear with me, because the t-shirt features a design of today's subject of the episode, Diego Maradona. If you want more info on them, you can check them out. We also have crewnecks. They're at eterno.boutique. Growing up, you only ever heard one of two names in any discussion about who's the greatest of all time. Pele or the god Dios Diego Armando Maradona. In a two-part series, we're going to cover Maradona Argentina's favorite son. In this first part, we'll we'll share a brief introduction about the player, his beginnings, then take you through one of the most incredible journeys that was World Cup 1986. The golden boy. Where do you even start with this extraordinary mercurial football legend? Depending on where you're from, Maradona is far bigger than a football hero. He's really considered a deity. Uh, also why folks refer to him as Dios. Yeah. Uh, he was born in 1960 in a very poor suburb of Buenos Aires, a beleaguered country at the time. They were hit hard with uh, a dictatorship. So Diego really represented hope to millions of Argentines. In his career, he played for Argentinos Juniors, his beloved Boca, Barcelona, of course, Napoli, Sevilla and Newell's Old Boys. He won the Spanish Cup, Syria, the Italian Cup, UEFA Cup, and of course, 1986. He possibly scored the most famous and infamous goal of all time in the same game. He struggled with addiction, weight issues, had to have his stomach stapled. This man's life has had more ups and downs than the craziest roller coaster ride you could possibly imagine. (laughs) (laughs) And yet he's still almost universally loved and respected by fans everywhere. And I say almost because not necessarily everyone in England loves him. Yeah. Although although there are English people that do love him, like Raj, Rio Ferdinand, and a few others. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I mean, he's respected. It's just, you know, it comes with some controversy. No doubt. But one of the reasons he's probably so universally loved for all the good and the bad is because we all recognize that he's so human, yet superhuman. He's mortal and immortal at the same time. He's a contradiction, and that's what makes him human after all, like the rest of us. What Diego did for us was that he let us dream and let us feel good about ourselves, knowing that even geniuses have faults. And it's okay to have faults because you can still be great. 
he showed us a glimpse into how beautiful the game can actually be. And for that, we are eternally grateful. Yeah, exactly. I love that. He's pretty much a favorite player or one of people's most favorite players. I grew up watching him. I grew up trying to mimic his moves. He was a genius. But yeah, he comes with some loose ends and we will get into that a little bit here. We want to start with focusing on the 1986 World Cup, which is Maradona was in his pomp. He was 25 years old. He was in his prime. He had played well before leading up to the World Cup. He was the best player in the world. And then the summer of 86 happened and his legend was cemented forever. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he walked into World Cup 1986. There was no doubt he was the best in the world. You could have asked anyone in any corner of the world from the North Pole to the South Pole, and everyone would have agreed he's the best player in the world. Yeah, 100%. I mean, he was already at Napoli at that time. He joined Napoli in 84 from Barcelona, and this was his stint. This was his major stint where he was the best in the world, the most dominant in the world. And he was really the only player who could single-handedly win a game by himself, which not many people even today could do, which makes him one of the greatest of all time, hands down. Yeah, for real. I honestly can't remember another World Cup where a single player really carried a team like that. Maybe Zidane? In 2006? Right, Zidane in 2006. No, 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 actually 2006, but they didn't ultimately win in 2006. Right, right, which is a big difference. <laughs> yes, but he really, Maradona, single, I mean, in seven games, this man scored five goals and had five assists. That's insane. Yeah. Yes, incredible. And I mean, those were big goals and big assists. But yeah, so the 86 World Cup happened. It was in Mexico. This was important because Argentina hosted the 78 World Cup which they won, so they were already sort of used to winning. 82 didn't go quite as they had hoped, and here they were in 86 with the best player in the world, hoping to win it again. They came to win. I think anything else would have been a disappointment, especially with Maradona playing his best football, and they killed it. They really just didn't disappoint. They didn't lose the whole tournament. That's pretty spectacular. They beat Korea, they drew with Italy, they beat Bulgaria, and then, you know, they went to the round of 16. They beat Uruguay, and then in the quarterfinals, they met England. And that's the game that I think changed the world of football, yeah. where you saw Maradona scoring the first goal for Argentina. The hand He's, of God. The hand of God, where he basically jumped up for the ball with Peter Shilton, iconic English goalkeeper who mm -hmm. is kind of a clown now, but <laughs> played forever. As you all know, or maybe some of you don't remember, mm -hmm. haven't ever actually seen it. He just pops up and uses the top of his hand. Apparently, the referees thought it was his head. It looks quite blatant, but I'm not yeah. bitter about it anymore. Um, <laughs> and the ball went in the goal, and that was the hand of God. People loved it. People love it now to this day. Some people hate yeah. it. People in England are still kind of bitter about it. And then the second goal to win it for Argentina was, in my opinion, the best goal in football history. Yeah. He took on pretty much the entire English team and then still had the poise to deal with the goalkeeper. Um, you know, just brought it back, switched feet popped it in the goal, raced off, and Argentina were onto the semis. As Raj said, we'll link to that video both in our Twitter feed and in the episode notes. 
he dribbled 60 meters and scored a goal. The legendary Azteca Stadium nearly came down. It was a magnificent goal. He picked up the ball in his own half. It's just... Yeah, it's no, one I of mean, those moments. I, I can't watch that goal enough, and I've seen it probably a billion times, and it doesn't get old. It was an incredible finish, and, you know, that was 1986, and to this day we haven't seen a better goal before or after. I mean, there have been obviously many numerous beautiful, stunning goals, but nothing quite like that yeah, with context. Stage like that, exactly. Exactly. The quarterfinal of the World Cup, which would end up being uh, a glorious one for Argentina, they, you know, swept aside Belgium in the semifinals and that led them to the final where they faced Germany, a team Argentina were favored. It was really the match everybody wanted to see, you know, Mm -hmm. West Germany had stars, you know, people that we all talk about now, like Mateus and Rummenigge and Voller and so many great players. But, you know, Germany had lost to Denmark leading up to Mm -hmm. their knockouts. They drew with Mexico, only beat them on penalties and then they beat France in the semifinals to set the stage for this monstrous occasion, which was <laughs> Argentina versus West Germany in Mexico City. The game, Estadio you know, Azteca. Yeah, the game didn't uh, calm down. <laughs> the I mean, game. Thousand plus people. I know, man. I, like, I, I can't even like picture that now. Like, it's great for people like. So many people got to go to the game, and this was kind of before like corporations like took up all the seats. Yeah. So basically, a hundred and fourteen thousand fans got to watch this spectacle, which is Amazing. like it makes me nostalgic for the great days of the eighties and nineties. But yeah, so here we are, and the game didn't disappoint. It ended up three two. You know, people thought Argentina were going to run away with this. A man named Brown, which is a hilarious name for an Argentine. (laughs) He scored in the 23rd minute, you know, the casual central defender named Brown. But yeah, no, he's a Jose Luis. He's an incredible player. And Valdano scored in the 56th minute. That gave Argentina a 2-0 lead. And people thought the game was over. People I've talked to who watched it in real time. For me, I was a little bit too young for this Mm -hmm. World Cup. You know, people who had that experience for 86 you know they talk about this final and they thought this this was it 56 minute two nil argentina let's all go home but the west germany team was full of icons two of the biggest german icons of all time um carl Carl heinz carl heinz rummenigge and rudy voller and i'm sure there are german people listening to this and i'm desecrating those names with my pronunciations (laughs) but we will all live but yeah, Carl Heinz scored in the 74th minute. And right after that, Rudy scored in the 81st. And we were back to 2-2. And momentum almost was with West Germany with two late mm-hmm. goals. And they had fought back. They had clawed back, showed great heart. And then in the 84th minute, the world changed. I mean, he didn't even really have the ball. He touched the ball off with just this little bit of magic. It ended up with Buruchaga scoring the winner and Argentina bringing home the trophy. That's such an incredible final. He really cemented his legacy in this World Cup, whether it was from the hand of God goal to the goal of century to ultimately the assist that won the World Cup. And you could see how much it meant to him. He knew that they'd won the game with his pass. He was playing his best football. He had done everything that he could. And this was their best chance of bringing a trophy with him as captain. I think when the final whistle blew and like, as you said, when Buruchaga put it in the net, 
the weight was sort of lifted off him where he could actually realize like, hey, this mm-hmm. is happening. Like I did this. We did this. Who knows when this is going to happen again? And, you know, he was right in thinking yeah. that because, you know, Argentina have been looking for a World Cup since. He was also named the best player of the tournament. Although even with his five goals, he didn't win the golden boot. And that went to Gary Lineker. Legend. <laughs> you might know him from Match of the Day. I mean, that's uh, blasphemy if that's what you only know him <laughs> from. But, <laughs> but he, hey, the, the young guns probably just know him from Match of the Day. The rest of us know him from Barcelona and England and left the yeah, city. Yeah, he played for Everton and Tottenham. <clears throat> he was an icon. I grew up watching him. What makes his accomplishment so incredible in winning the Golden Boot in 86 was that England got knocked out as we spoke before mm-hmm. in the quarterfinals and Lineker already had wrapped up the golden boot yeah. absolute legend you know everything was sort of cooking in the mixer in 86 like the storylines poured out from this tournament and one of the major storylines that changed the face of the sport was that yes Maradona is one of the best players of all time even today top five best player of all time the 86 final and the 86 tournament cemented that and created his legacy and you know we'll cover this in part two but he wasn't finished his time in napoli was trophy laden and it was a highlight reel for basically seven years it was really a beautiful beautiful fitting finale for such a fantastic player to actually win the world Cup in that manner and i don't know if we'll ever see that again uh, zidane came closest in 2006 as we talked about it earlier but he didn't finish the job but Diego did. People now are seeing how difficult it is. You know, you see people like Messi and Ronaldo, like they, Ronaldo pretty much single-handedly got Portugal at least a European championship, but Messi hasn't won one single trophy with Argentina. And if his career were to end today, he would label it as a little bit disappointing if you asked him honestly, because winning with your country is a big thing. We hope you enjoyed the first of our two-part series about Diego. Now, go ahead on over to Eterno.Boutique to take a look at products we've created that were inspired by Dios himself. Yes. Check this episode's notes for a direct link to our website and some of the links to the highlights that we talked about. And if you like what you heard, subscribe to the show so you don't miss part two, where we look back at Diego's club career with a focus on Napoli and close out with a look into his life as it has evolved on and off the pitch. Also, if you have HBO, don't miss the Asif Kapadia-produced documentary on Maradona's life while at Napoli. Yeah, that should be awesome. Definitely check that out. It's already out in Europe. If you live in America, it's finally coming to HBO. And everything I've heard about it is incredible. Asif is a genius. He has Oscars. He did Amy recently, the Amy Winehouse documentary. He did Senna, which is a life-changing documentary. This guy is the truth. This is Maradona about his life at Napoli, as Nima said. And this is, you know, one of the most fruitful and most special spans of one player, one team. And I think you should all watch it. It'll be great. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Same. Uh, That's supposed to come to HBO on October 1st. So mark your calendar, folks. Defo. On that note, 
We'll catch you all next time. Peace, peace. Peace. I love that the cathedral is going on. And <laughs> Shit, I was, I was just about <laughs> no, to no, say, can you hear beautiful. it? beautiful. How appropriate was that for Diego? Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I'm <laughs> fine, but...